Alright, and welcome to Dotrid on America. I am your host, Don Q. How's it going out there today? It is December 15th, 2021. Ten days, folks. Ten days till Christmas. I hope everyone is prepared for the joyous holiday and the birth of our Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And uh, I just hope everyone's getting ready to spend time with their families. Um, no vaccines needed, but if you want to get the vaccine, then so be it. Just make sure you go talk to your doctor. See what he or her have to say about that and make sure that you are a perfect candidate for said candidate, uh, you know, situation there. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so today is Wednesday. I said the 15th, 10 days. Probably going to do, I don't know. Three more shows, probably before Christmas. Um, probably might not do one that Sunday, the 26th, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see what the uh, what the world brings us, so to speak, right? But, uh, so what we're going to talk about today is I got a, I got a few chunks of information I'm going to talk about. First of all, uh, Kroger, the grocery store chain... Uh, not really in Florida so much, but um, to end some benefits for employees who are not vaxxed. I'm going to that. And, of course, I wanted to talk about this. This will probably take up a chunk of the show today. The Ghislaine Maxwell tri- trial. Is, I like to say the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. You know what I'm Anyway, um, so we'll get into that and some uh, some connections I have. Some conspiracy theories, if you will. I don't know. Uh you know, whatever. Also, um, Jim Cramer, if you guys don't know who he is, he's the host of Mad Money on CNBC. He had some things to say about the economy, and uh, we're going to go into that. And uh, I'm going to throw a little throw a little dirt on his uh, situation. And, of course, a new segment of the show, uh, News of the Obvious, with your host, PCGC. So we'll go over some News of the Obvious there. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You'll have to wait and listen to the whole show. So, All right. Well, before we get into the show, I want to talk about our first sponsor, RedCon1.com. That's right. Great supplement company out of Florida. Great protein powders, uh, protein bars, pre-workout. Uh, they make this product called Breach. It's uh, BCAs. Helps you with your recovery and your... Um, you know, your fatigue afterwards and then like the next day, soreness uh, in conjunction with their creatine. Uh, it's called Tango. Uh, but let me tell you, I had a long day yesterday at work. I worked, uh, go, I get up at 11 p.m. So I guess technically Monday night I got up, went to work at 1230, worked about 10 hours, got home. Um, did take a little bit of a nap because I had scans last night at 830. Um Got home from all that around 12, was up at 4 o'clock this morning, and uh, here it is, 2.23, and I'm pretty raring to go, and all I had was my total war this morning before I went to the gym at 6.30. <laughs> yeah, so four hours of sleep, and you hear the you hear the energy oozing out of me, and that's thanks to Total War and Redcon 1. Check them out. Use the link at the bottom of the podcast app, whatever app you are listening to this on. The link will be there. Click on it and buy some stuff. This is the best time of year, especially, to buy stuff from them because they're always giving you free stuff. If you use the link, use the code T20Cortimus. That gives you 20% off. 
And like I said before, generally around the weekends, they have good sales. Um, might be 30%, might be 40%. Generally always have like free giveaways of some sort, whether it's clothing, um, sweatshirts, t-shirts, um, just whatever. Um, either way, if you use the link at the bottom of the code, that way they know we sent you here from DTOM and uh, buy some stuff. It's Christmas time. Come on, man. I guarantee you, I bet you if you buy something by, to, by this weekend, if you buy something by this weekend, you'll have it by Christmas. Um, so let's get on that. And on speaking of apps, whatever app you are listening to this on, if you give us a follow, a share, a like, um, and please, if this is if you're listening to us on Apple, please um, give me a five star if you would. That would be great. And um, don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Don't Tread on America, and on Twitter at. Uh, DTOM underscore 1775. And don't forget about our website, don'ttreadonamerica.com. Drop a line, subscribe to the page, and uh, that way you can get show updates and, and whatnot. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into the show. All right, so first of all, this thing popped across. I saw this on the news ticker, and this is uh, Kroger grocery stores. I, I don't know exactly all the states. I know they're a large grocer. I know they're trying to get into Florida. I notice they do some delivery services in Florida. They don't have any stores, but they do kind of like a grocery delivery via kind of like a Am, uh, Amazon type situation. So they're trying to crack into Florida um, that way. It's very hard for grocers to get into Florida and compete with Publix, um, whereas Publix is moving into their territory. But neither here nor there. Let's go ahead and listen to this little bit here uh, about what they're trying to do to their employees. The largest private employers in the United States, Kroger plans to cut some COVID-19 benefits for unvaccinated employees next year. In an effort to push more workers to get the shot amid concerns over the Omicron variant, a spokesman for the supermarket chain said Tuesday the company will no longer provide paid COVID-19 leave for unvaccinated employees and will apply a $50 monthly health insurance surcharge to salaried non-union workers. Kroger had about 465,000 employees at the start of this year, according to a regulatory filing, which includes workers at Ralph's, Harris Teeter, and Food for Less stores. The push to get more employees vaccinated comes as President Joe Biden faces setbacks in implementing his vaccine or test mandate for private businesses. Analysts have said concerns over the new variant could cause a jump in crowds at Kroger stores in the coming weeks as consumers look to stock up on household essentials. So obviously, with uh, President Poopy Pants getting denied in court throughout the country about his vaccine mandates, obviously the push is on for private businesses now. Instead of the government mandating that they get their um, employees vaccinated, this is a roundabout way. So this is this is Kroger, and and I'm sure that they're probably not the first or just the biggest and I'm sure they won't be the last to do this but um, they're just uh, these big companies instead of them mandating because they know they can't make you do this because if Kroger comes out and says oh we're gonna um, force you to go get the uh, the vaccine if you want to continue working you have to get the vaccine they're like they know they're gonna get sued over this so what other way can they do this well 
like the like the video said, they won't provide um, paid leave uh, for COVID nineteen. So basically, what that means if you're non vaccinated, right, and you get the you get COVID, well, and you have to miss you know whatever it is ten days for that uh, thing, you're not going to get paid leave for that. Now, I would assume if you have vacation time or whatever PTO or whatever you have, they can't deny you that. But uh, like for example, when I was out with COVID. You know, the company I work for paid me while I was out. And uh, so I guess that's, you know, it is what it is. And then, of course, the $50 monthly uh, surcharge, which I, I, I just think it's bullshit. You know, this is something. So what are they going to do? What what happens when this goes away? Or if it goes away, I guess I should say. Um, they're, they're setting a trend. Surely you know, companies, Walmart, some of your bigger companies, Walmart, Amazon, you know, whoever, Target, you know, Walgreens, these places will probably follow suit in the same way to try and force people to uh, to get vaccinated. But the interesting thing that I thought when I was reading this story that made me kind of scratch my head was the, um, about the uh, non- let me see where I can find this at. Blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it said non-union employees, right? So, what I was talking to my wife about this this morning. I said the thing that kind of clues me in on this is if you work in a store or in a state or whatever for Kroger that, you know, I know different states have different situations with um, unions and whatnot. So let's say you work in, I don't know, Tennessee, okay, and you work for Kroger, and this comes around, and you're like, well, fuck that shit. I'm not going to get vaccinated. I guess I'll pay the surcharge or whatever. Well, the thing is, is what if you get sick? What if you get COVID? Okay, so something's going to happen. Either people are not going to report the fact that they have it, They'll just go to work if they can, you know, like when I had COVID, I wasn't that bad. Like for the fact that if I hadn't lost my sense of smell and taste, I wouldn't even known I had it. And um, so with that being said, let's say, okay, oh crap, I lost my sense of smell and taste. So I probably have COVID. Let me just get one of the over-counter um, test gimmicks there. Oh yeah, I got COVID. Well, if you don't go to, you know, the doctor or whatever and get get screened, then you're not in the system as having COVID. So therefore no one really knows other than you and, you know, your wife or husband or whatever. Um, so who's to say that if you feel good and you just can't smell or taste anything, you'd be like, fuck it, I'm going to work. You know, if they're not going to pay me, but you might take the hit on the $50, uh, surcharge a month. Cause that's really not that much money. Um, I mean, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I know the company I work for the health insurance company that we use has the same thing for smokers. If you're a tobacco user, I guess not even just smokers, but if you're a tobacco user, you have to check the box for for that. And I don't know what the dollar amount is because, like I said, I don't smoke or I don't chew tobacco or anything. So, But nonetheless, how many people that do use tobacco or smoke or whatever uh, actually tell the truth? Like, okay, yeah, I'm a smoker. Oh, yeah, I chew tobacco. Oh, I dip, snuff, whatever. Uh, let me check the box so I can pay you know, whatever that dollar amount is. No, they're going to lie. 
I guess the only way the insurance company is going to find out is if, God forbid, you have to go to the doctor and, oops, I got lung cancer from smoking. Oops, I got lip cancer from dipping or whatever. But uh, so surely people lie on that form just to avoid that fee. So who's to say they don't lie about this? Because it's, <laughs> it's none of their business. They might be your health provider, but they still won't know if you got the shot unless you tell them you got the shot. But another thing that's, that stuck out to me was the union aspect of it. So will this cause, because you've seen this a lot. You saw like with the post office when um, Poopy Pants tried to mandate, you know, for all the federal workers. Well, they, he was able to mandate it for all the federal workers, but the post office, why? Because they have a union. So, and, and the same thing with, the, with football players. I noticed that NFL just came out and said um, that all, uh, all um, and, you know, coaches and per- personnel and whatnot had to get their booster. It was all for the, um, you know, coaches and whatnot, but not for the uh, players until the collective bargaining agreement, I guess. So it's a situation where the, the owners and the league have to go through the Players Association to um, implement this because as we see if you guys pay any attention to NFL football there's been players that have fake vaccination cards or have lied or whatever and and guys are still getting COVID because guess what guys this is this would be a good news of the obvious uh, (laughs) statement but this isn't really where I'm going with that but uh, we well and where I know this uh, you can still get COVID just because you have a vaccination, whether you have two shots, three shots, six shots, ten shots, you can still get it. These different strains of the COVID are going to come around. The more people get vaccinated, the more the, the variants or the strains or whatever you want to call them are going to change. I'm not a scientist. I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn. This is just common fucking sense. We've been dealing with the flu for how many years? And for how many years at least have the has the flu shot been out? And I'm not calling it the flu vaccine. They can kiss my ass. So the flu shot's been around for what? Shit, I don't know. 10 years, maybe longer. And the flu's still around. People still get the flu. Even people that get the flu shot still get the flu. This, If this COVID is going to be with us forever, it's not going to change. The variants, the, the strains are going to change year in and year out. And the more people get uh, vaccinated, the more they get boosted, the more they get their monthly or yearly or daily shot, the more it's going to change. Players are going to get sick. But if you're telling us the truth that this this vaccination, you won't be as sick, then what's the big deal? I thought I, I just read an article. I, I don't recall the player's name. I could give two shits about soccer. But um, I just saw this when I was doing show prep. There's a player for one of the clubs in, in Europe that a uh, relatively young guy, um, at least from what I could tell from the picture, announcing his retirement because he's got a heart problem now. Hmm. Any coincidence? Now, what's going to happen when NFL players, baseball players, you know, I don't know what, other, what all sports are, are mandating their players get these shots, but when are the lawsuits going to happen? Okay, I'm a, I'm a football player with the NFL, and I make – uh, $10 million a year. I'm a superstar quarterback, whatever I, whatever I do, right? And um, perfectly healthy, but now I have to get the vaccination because I have to. And uh, in order for me to 
maintain my my playing uh, career and my money, I'm going to have to get this vaccination. So, of course, most people will be like, okay, well, you got to do what you got to do. I want to be a millionaire, so I'll sell my soul to the devil to get the shot. But nonetheless, what happens when that person who was perfectly healthy yesterday gets the shot and a month from now, now this person has that you know, heart disease, has lung disease, has blood clots, has whatever the case may be. So now, now this person, whoever I'm not, I don't, I'm not naming names because obviously it hasn't come about yet. But like the soccer player in in Europe, all of a sudden has a heart condition. When did the lawsuit start coming? You made me get this shot. This shot is from my heart condition is from the shot, and I was, uh, I just signed a contract for ten years at you know ten million dollars a year. You guys owe me a hundred million, right? I mean that's only fair. So that will be something to see down the road. Um, but where I was going with this is with these um, unions, players unions, uh, the post office union. What's going to stop? Okay, little little inside news. I've told you guys before my wife's a manager with Walmart. Prior to the job I'm doing now, I used to be a manager for Walmart. And one of our biggest problems that we had was, and I'm sure it's still a problem now, was unions trying to come in to to Walmart to be, you know, to unionize these stores. And, I, and I'm sure there's probably some Walmarts throughout the country that have some, you know, union activity at some rate. But I'm, I'm talking about the whole store. Um, if, I, if I ran a union, <laughs> that would just give me the perfect opportunity to move right on in there and start union activity in these stores. Hey, you know, if you let us unionize this store, uh, workers... Uh, we, uh, we can get you out of these, these vaccine mandates. You know, I don't know that they can or they can't, but I guess it remains to be seen. But these companies, Walmart, Kroger, Target, whoever, if they're trying to avoid, um, you know, vaccine, or I'm sorry, uh, employee, employee loss, well, everyone's hiring. You know, I don't, like I said, I don't know all the states that Kroger's in, but if you work for Kroger and you're a non-union employee of whatever sort and you uh, are cashier making, you know, 12, 15, whatever bucks an hour, uh, might be time to leave and go somewhere else and make 12, 15 bucks an hour. Just saying. All right, so on to the next story here. We're going to jump into the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Now, I will say this about that. Nothing. No. Um, it's very it's very hard to find stuff about this trial. And the reason that is is because, like I said on the last show, not there's very few people talking about it. And then the people that are talking about it are kind of um, glossing past it. You know, or it's kind of like an afterthought. You know, like... Like I was saying in the last show, the last couple of um, the last couple of weeks, last couple of months, whatever, we've had a couple of big trials, you know, between uh, Kyle Rittenhouse and you had the um, Ahmad Aubrey in Georgia. Um, you have this, you know, yeah, just these different cases. I know there's another one I can't think of off the top of my head. Oh, well, and why? Why, why are people brushing past this? Okay, so 
this this was well this was released today okay uh let me read on here so prince andrew uh, is asking for accuser Virginia Roberts Guffrey's lawsuit to be thrown out as Ghislaine Maxwell could take the stand in her bombshell trial once it resumes on Thursday. Oh yeah, that was another thing. So today's Wednesday. The 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 uh, trial was on a brief pause uh, this week because of of uh, scheduling conflicts between the the trial of itself and the judge, which is weird. So. You mean to tell me you set a trial date? You, the judge, set the trial date. Okay, we're going to go to court on this date. And the trial's only been going for a couple of days, right? Uh, you know, week what, a week and a half, I think? And um, all of a sudden, oh, I got to take a break because of scheduling conflicts. Well, wouldn't you have known that when you set the trial date? I mean, shit, Ghislaine Maxwell's been in prison, in jail or whatever for a while, waiting, awaiting this day in court. And now all of a sudden you got a scheduling conflict. And we've already had our assumptions about everything that's going on from the prosecutor down up to the up to the judge. The judge being offered a higher position. And uh and I was under the impression that she turned down said position, but she did not turn it down. She postponed accepting the position until this case was over. Which, you know, makes you wonder. Okay, will Ghislaine Maxwell be found guilty, in my opinion? Yes. She's going to pay the price for... Well, I'm not saying she's an innocent party by any stretch of imagination, but she's going to pay the price for Jeffrey Epstein's issues. Uh, I heard today or yesterday someone put it best where she was the... I think it was... I don't know if this is Virginia Roberts, but someone was testifying or did an interview... And put it as um, she was the web and Jeffrey Epstein was the uh, spider. You know, so she would basically set the trap for him to to eat, <laughs> so to speak. But anyway, this Virginia Roberts Guffrey is one of the main witnesses of this. Okay, so uh, she's the one in the picture with uh, Prince Andrew with his arm around her. Of course, now he's saying that the photo was doctored. Okay, Um let me read this story. This is out of the Sun, which is, if I'm not mistaken, a, a Britain, England, whatever newspaper. Um, so, let's read it. The Duke of York and his legal team said his accuser has a tendency to change her story as they fight to get the case tossed. Guffrey has alleged that Prince Andrew sexually assaulted her three times when she was 17, and that one of those um, assaults occurred on Jeffrey Epstein's. Uh, Pedo Island. Meanwhile, prosecutors in Maxwell's sex trafficking trial rested on Friday after a number of witnesses were called over 10 days, including four alleged accusers and two of Epstein's former pilots. As they made their case, the prosecution showed the jury pictures of Maxwell giving Epstein a foot massage and a photo of the duo lounging in the Queen's cabin in Balmoral. Uh, Maxwell is being charged with several felony counts, some of which include human trafficking charges. She has denied all charges against her, and her lawyers argue she is being made a scapegoat for Epstein's crimes. And and I, that's kind of where I was going with that. I think that's true, but is she an innocent scapegoat in this? I, I don't think so. I think she's going to pay the price for Epstein's sins, but she's obviously not. I mean, listening to some of these the uh, people that they had up on the um, the accusers, 
<laughs> listening to some of their stories where she would join them and whatnot. Now, obviously, Epstein was a freak and he was a nasty dude. And he was friends with nasty people. Um, but uh, was she innocent in this? No. There's there's situations where she was basically like a spotter and a recruiter. And, and then on occasion joined in. You know, so she was a little freaky on her own uh, merits. But um, I think the, the most interesting thing of this is... Um, is the fact that I try to read articles and I get a shit ton <laughs> of ads. Oh, jeez, Louise. Anyway, is is like I said, no one's talking about this. Okay, so the prosecution had whatever it was, four witnesses, four accusers, and two pilots. That that's it, and you rest on that. That that was your that was your trial. That was your that was your. Oh, we're gonna throw this at him. And Comey's daughter said, I got six witnesses. Are you fucking kidding me? This is something we've been talking about for how many years? And and this is all you could bring to trial? Was the a couple of accusers and the, and the pilots to verify that these people were on the plane? These people that they're not even naming? So, you know, now you got potential witnesses for, um, for uh, the defense... So potential witnesses in Ghislaine Maxwell's defense came uh, case wished to test anonymously because they might get a lot of unwanted attention. Testifying on Maxwell's behalf, attorney Christian Everdell said in court Friday after the uh, government rested its case. The government um, has opposed the defense request to that three defense witnesses testify by their first names or pseudonyms according to subsequent court filings. Maxwell's attorney asked Judge Allison Nathan to rule on the issue because the parties couldn't come to an agreement. The court's ruling on this issue may impact the willingness of these witnesses to testify, thereby compromising Ms. Maxwell's right to present her defense and may affect the witness order, the defense said in court filing. The defense's filings did not name the three witness, witnesses or explain on why, or I'm sorry, expand on why they wish to testify anonymously. Three accuser testify under a pseudonym or by the first name in the government's case, Jane, Kate, and Carolyn, a practice Judge Nathan pointedly said in court is typical for victim witnesses. So what they're saying is, well, the defense is saying, oh, well, the, the, the government had witnesses and they used pseudonyms or first names or whatever the case is. Well, these were the accusers. These were witnesses. So, I, you get that. What she's saying is that the defense's witnesses want to use pseudonyms or, or just their first names to because they want don't want you know unwanted attention. My question is is who are the who are these witnesses that don't want? What are they possibly going to testify to? What what is their what is this is the defense's witnesses. Uh, no, she wasn't there. Yes, she was there. No, she was, she was a victim herself. Um, I, I'm one of them. I'm gonna go by slick, uh, and I, I'm gonna say that I did not wear that dress and that picture that he painted. It wasn't me. Um, it was someone else that looked like me. <laughs> I'm just, 
They have the black book. Guess what? Non-admissible. They have her black book. Non-admissible. There's got to be a shit ton of names. I can't even put a number on it. There's a shit ton of names in there. And we know of one of them. And I'm going to talk about that name here in a second. Is it not me, right, buddy? No, it's not you. It's someone else. But, um, and and, and this is where the story is going to take a turn for me. And that's where we're going to put our tinfoil hats on and, and uh, you know, take the red pill, so to speak. But why aren't these names, why aren't these people being called as witnesses? If you have a black book from the accused, you have Jeffrey Epstein who quote unquote killed himself because he was whatever. You have his black books. Not only do you have his black books, but he videotaped every fucking thing that went on in his places. Not just his island, everywhere. Every house, every penthouse, every whatever he had was camered up, according to some of these witnesses. And also, according to these witnesses, he kept everything on hard drive, in his safe, in his houses. The FBI has has all this information. The judge, like I told you guys in the show the other day, the judge and prosecution know everything on these tapes. They've watched the tapes. They've seen the names in these black books. As, as a prosecutor, if I watch tapes, okay, and let's say I, you know, however many hours of tapes there are, and let's say 10% of those tapes have whoever doing whatever, okay? And then you see these names in those black books. And there are some, I, I, I don't know all the names. Guy, you guys have probably seen it just as much as I have. You've seen the Bill Gates and the Kevin Spaceys and the Bill Clintons and the Alec Baldwins and the, you know, whoever, right? You've seen these names in the book. And that was the whole thing with Epstein, quote-unquote, killing himself. Was, did he kill himself? Or was it because of the names in the book that he killed himself, right? Um, if I'm the prosecutor and I'm watching these tapes and I see, just for shits and grins, we're going to say Bill Clinton. So, or, or better yet, let's go back to Prince Andrews. So I see on these videotapes, Prince Andrews. I see him banging uh, that Guffrey chick. I see this. Here's the tape. Why isn't he called in the court? Or I see Bill Clinton and I see him with whatever. Why don't you haul him in the court? Or better yet, I got one for you. You hear all the, the left and these people, like if you follow, I don't follow them, but I kind of hit on their page every now and again just to see what kind of bullshit they're spreading. But Occupy Democrats, right? Their biggest thing is Trump. Trump was on the flight logs. Trump had um, Epstein at, at Mar-a-Lago. Trump had him do this, and him and Trump were buddies. And on the flip side of that, we also know that, yeah, that was true, that they did initially hang out, but once Trump found out what he was all about and found out, I think that was after he was, um, pro not prosecuted, but uh, accused the first go-around way back when is when Trump banned him from, or no, Trump banned him from Mar-a-Lago because he actually tried to pick up one of his friend's daughters or something like that. But nonetheless, you have um, situations where if if Trump 
you know damn well that if the if the um, prosecution is trying to hide whatever Clinton did or whatever uh, Bill Gates did or Kevin Spacey did or Alec Baldwin did or whoever did, right? If they're trying to cover this up, if that's the ultimate goal here, okay, I get it. Because maybe uh, Comey's daughter, I don't, I don't know her name, but I know her last name's Comey and I know it's a daughter, but so we'll just call her that. So if, if someone got to her and said, you need to make sure that she goes to prison and that's that. It's like a mafia type hit piece, you know, it's like, that's that. Um, but the black book doesn't get presented. That way it's not in evidence and it's nothing. If, um, you know damn well, if Trump was on video, fuck his name being in the flight logs. Forget about that. Forget about the pictures of him and Epstein at, you know, little galas or whatever. Forget about that. That's obsolete. If, if, um, Epstein filmed everything that went on in these places and let's say Trump's on video and he's having sex because there was that thing, uh, occupied Democrats put out that he had sex with whatever. And then there was that lawsuit, if you guys recall, which obviously went away. But the left will sit there and tell you Trump was a big pedophile and he was part of this and da 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 da. Okay, so if the if the prosecution had tape of this, do you not think that that shit would have gotten released somehow or another? Do you not think that they would have tried to arrest Trump? Do you not think that Trump would have nothing else been in court to testify on this? And then while on the stand testifying, they would have been like, oh yeah, is this you right here? Click. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so don't think for a second that they don't know who did what. And like I said, for that matter, if Trump was involved, they would let you know. Because even if Trump's one of the the background players and trying to keep this all hush-hush, which we know isn't true because they don't like Trump. They would dime his ass out just as easily as they could. Anyway. Um, I just think it's interesting that they're throwing a lot of this stuff out. And so the judge ordered the defense on Tuesday to share their intended witness order later in the day. Maxwell's defense witness list... Uh, was not ah, disclosed to the public. And the uh, defense is suspected to begin presenting its case tomorrow. So, we shall see who these people are and what they have to say. It's very odd because you have to follow a a few different people on Twitter to even really find out the the goings-on in the the courtroom because they don't have cameras in there. Um, For whatever reason, I'm assuming... They're saying federal trial, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, okay, I can buy that. But one of the names I brought up was Alec Baldwin. Okay, so what ties does Alec Baldwin have to all of this? Okay, well, we know his name is in the uh, black book. We saw it. If you, if you, you know, go on DuckDuckGo, Google it. Google Epstein's black book, you'll see the names. Google his flight log, you'll see the names. Um, I, I floated this idea, I don't know, a while back when, when the, when the shooting first happened. Okay. If you guys recall, so I think the shooting was what, October 21st, if I'm not mistaken, if I read that earlier. Um, 
so, uh, you know, I, I did a little digging into who, the girl that was shot. Um, and um, essentially, so the, the lady that was shot was Helena Hutchins, right? And it, it injured uh, the director, Joel Souza. Okay, that's obsolete. The key here is Helena uh, Hutchins, right? So, you know, you've seen the interview with him with um, uh, Snuffleupagus there, and he was like, I pulled the hammer back, and I pulled it all, and then boom, it shot. I don't, I don't know what happened. Well, so, you know, I just did a little digging. Okay, who is Helena Hutchins? Okay, she's a cinematographer, blah, 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 whatever. From, I can't recall, I think from, uh, she's from Europe somewhere. I can't recall where she's from. That's, it's not important. Who's her husband? Okay, so we did a little digging. So it turns out her husband, right, and, and I talked about this, he worked for the, the law, law firm Latham & Watkins. And subsequently, Latham Watkins represents the Clintons and Michael Sussman, who was just indicted, uh, you know, a couple months ago by John Durham, right? So that's my that's my connection. So yeah, was Alec Baldwin sent out like as a Manchurian candidate to knock this girl off because her husband? I I don't know that he willingly did this like initially when i when i kind of floated this idea it was under the the idea that uh maybe maybe that was the case or you know maybe he didn't <laughs> okay so the the way the story goes is uh uh, Ball, uh alec baldwin and his wife had dinner with with the two of them the night before supposedly and uh you know just friendly dinner haha dinner drinks whatever and then I said, well, maybe, if that's true, maybe during the dinner, uh, there was a warning made uh, to the husband. And the husband didn't listen. I, I don't know. I I'm just speculating. Um, the interesting thing is, uh, the, the places that, like, Helena Hutchinson's from, what her husband does. So, like I said, her husband works for a law firm that represents Clinton and Sussman, Sussman, I don't know if he's in jail or, or what the deal is with him right now, but surely they're collecting information from him. Is it about the Clintons? I don't know. Um, did Alec Baldwin do this on purpose? Or was he set up to do it? Um, but then when his name come in the, in the little black book, then it's kind of like, okay, well, shit. Um, maybe he did do it on purpose. Maybe this was a roundabout way to all of this is connected somehow or another. I mean, I know it's a stretch, but, you know, to put it into more of a, a twist, so to speak, Helena Hutchins is actually from the Ukraine, right? Grew up on a Soviet military base. Is that coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying one thing that me and Chris, when we talk about stuff is coincidences anymore nowadays are, are weird because, you know, you, not to totally get off this subject, but when we go, when we talk about COVID and it's called, called COVID-19, well, we never heard about until what, February, end of January, February, March, whatever of 20. 
and uh, initially it was you know racist if you said it came from china or whatever and then as we on this show did some digging into the whole situation and we talked about agenda 21 agenda 2020 and um the other one 2030 um we talked about these things and and what they were the plan 20 you know these different i mean shit you can look them up i'm not making these things up you can look them up it was a conference it was a conference in this country it was a conference in that country and these people were involved so when we say when we call this a plan-demic are we being alex jones and lizard illuminati you know crap like that no we're we're legitimately trying to connect the dots as to why these things happen like i said on the last show why is it that we as a public didn't really hear anything for the most part if you're just an ignorant american and you don't really pay attention to what's going on we didn't know shit about shit about um covid till march right when when in all honesty the end of january we heard of covid because trump had did the travel ban from um from asia right and that's when he was being called xenophobic and whatever and that's when pelosi was in chinatown and Palazzo was in chinatown you know whatever but my point being is we in the last week the last show i did um i talked about how fauci was in cahoots with moderna working on the on the uh, vaccine the year prior they had signed an agreement okay now is is this a situation where this was just a big money grab for moderna and pfizer and whatever no i don't think that's the case i think it all kind of coincides together with the new world orders agendas uh klaus schwab's the the wef their agenda they're all in this together now does it swing back around that in the meantime you could make a vaccine so people maybe not get as sick but still die they if they don't die from the covid they get a heart disease or they get blood clots or they get whatever so it's not even so much that the the flu is going to kill you it's the the cure quote unquote cure for the flu that's going to kill you so you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't type situation like i've always said your best bet is to just try and get as healthy as you possibly can try and do the things to be healthy and that's your best defense right and then since then we've had we've heard about these different uh ivermectin and then uh shit what was the thing i talked about on the last show the uh hydrochloroquine right was was the touted as the wonder drug back in 05 and no one's fucking well i shouldn't say no one's talking about it but if you talked about it you're crazy if you talked about ivermectin you're crazy if you talk about monoclonal antibodies you're crazy you're a kook just fucking take the shot and you don't have to worry about none of that shit really because i haven't heard of anybody that's taken ivermectin and or the um the uh chloroquine or you know hydroxychloroquine or the monoclonal antibodies i haven't heard of anybody that's done that and gotten sick from that has gotten blood clots clots from that has gotten heart disease from that you haven't heard of that right but you have heard of people getting the vaccine or the uh, covid shot as i like to call it because it's not a vaccine all right it's not a fucking vaccine okay but those people are getting blood clots they are getting heart problems they are getting lung lung problems they are 
check out the bears. It's there. <sighs> Sorry. Anyway, I know I got off on a whole COVID tangent. That just really just fires me up. Anyway, <laughs> my point being is there's always a plan in place. Is this all connected? There's, Like I said, there's no such thing as, as coincidences. These people all run in circles. Alec Baldwin, if you recall, for four years made a fucking living off of what? Making fun of Trump. Okay? And I'll admit, <clears throat> some of the stuff was, was kind of funny. I mean, there, you can't deny Alec Baldwin. He's a pretty good actor. I mean, he might be the biggest asshole that you could ever come across. Be that as it may. Um, for the last four years, his bread and butter was... His bread was buttered, I guess I should say, via Trump making fun of him. So was he put out there by the, the they in my scenario? And if you guys are curious, go back to the archives and look at different... I've done a couple of NWO Rothschilds episodes. I've done some uh, conspiracy theory shows. Check those out. Just go through the archives. They're there. But um, the they in this scenario, maybe they, were, they put him out there to do this, to help throw shade on Donald Trump, right? Especially to the people that... The, the people that generally watch Saturday Night Live, they can't separate funny from realization took that as oh shit look trump's look at this is accurate you know saturday night live doesn't lie okay sure they don't anyway is is alec baldwin we you know i put it out there was he a um, puppet in this situation to push the the narrative on the the uh the lady's husband being an attorney blah 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 maybe or maybe now hear me out. I know I know you're gonna think I'm a little crazy. Let's let's connect the dots. Okay. What if we know Alec Baldwin's name's in the black book? We know this. What if we also think, or we know I should say, that um, Epstein videotaped everything that happened in his places, right? Wherever, wherever whatever wherever the place was, he videotaped it. We know he has videotapes. We know that now the prosecution and the government has said videotapes. Okay. What if the they in my scenario said, okay, Mr. Baldwin, here's the deal. We need this, uh, this um, John Durham situation to kind of fade away. So we need to send a message to the attorney to, you know, to, to, you know, and if you do this, maybe, maybe you send a warning, maybe you kill his wife, maybe, and then we can make your name disappear off the black book or people won't really talk about it. Mm, we can make it look like an accident. You know, we'll call it a prop gun. We'll say it was an accident and that you didn't mean to do it. And then we'll create other, um, other distractions to get people's minds off of it. I don't know. I ran across this article. And this was written back in October. Now, this, this person's obviously a fan of the show because he, he made a lot of connections. This was October 23rd. Not for nothing, but um, I did my show shortly after the, after the shooting and made these connections already. But um, the, uh, the article is in a Greek news on demand. The, the author is, looks like Jonathan Davis. So... Uh, Jonathan Davis, if you listen into the show, um, cool. 
but you know, it'd be nice to get a little credit. I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know if he did or did. I'm just saying. Okay, the cinematographer who was shot and killed by actor Alec Baldwin with a quote-unquote prop gun on Thursday. So, like I said, this was just after the shooting. So, um, was married to a corporate lawyer employed by a law firm who was defending an attorney who worked in the for the uh, 16 campaign of Hillary Clinton. Matt Hutchins, the husband of Helena Hutchins, who died shortly after she was shot by Baldwin, is employed in the Los Angeles office of Latham Watkins, a law firm representing Michael Sussman, who was charged in the mid-September by special counsel John Durham with one count of lying to the FBI. Matt Hutchins joined the law firm earlier this year after um, serving as an in-house attorney for an entertainment company and practice at Kirkland Ellis, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. Uh, let me scroll down here. As for Sussman... Federal prosecutors say that he, he, as a partner to Perkins Coie law firm, was untruthful when he offered up the tip about the uh, Russian dossier. It's stuff we all talked about. So, like I said, it, you know, he just broke down pretty much what I had said on the show after the shooting. But point being is, what if? Um, we'll never know. I mean, I think, nah, this is just me kind of calling a moonshot. Uh, to set, today is December 15th, right? Will Alec Baldwin face charges, supposedly? So the movie's been shut down or suspended for now because there's an ongoing investigation by the New Mexican federal whatever. Um, will there be... A, will, he be will, will he be arrested? Will he be indicted? Will he be... You know, will this go to a grand jury and he'll be indicted for murder or manslaughter or whatever? Surely he's not coming out of this clean. Whether he gets sued for wrongful death or whatever the case may be. But what if Alec Baldwin, to me, I don't know the guy from Adam other than what you see on TV or the movies or whatever, but he seems kind of like a pussy. And the reason I say that is because he lashes out to people on people. So there was just a video the other day of he, he and his wife were at someone's house and he was, they were knocking on the door, ringing the doorbell, whatever. And I think the reporter, I don't know if he was <clears throat> from the New York post or the times, but <clears throat> either way approached them, uh, Mr. Baldwin, blah, 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 whatever. And he came at him. Like the wife was trying to tell the guy, leave us alone, just leave us alone. And Alec Baldwin came at him and we've seen this numerous times. He is a extreme hothead. Uh, why somebody hasn't just fucking jacked his ass in the fucking nose is beyond me because you're just simply asking him a question. You chose to be famous. You chose to be Alec Baldwin, the famous guy. But you're obviously such a dick that your brothers don't even defend you. <laughs> I, I, You know, maybe they're jealous. I don't know. But still, they're still your brothers, right? I mean, shit, look at the Cuomo brothers. You know, Chris Cuomo sacrificed his whole career for his brother. But, you know, that's a that's a story for another day, and, and we've already told some of it. But anyway, we know he's a dickhead. We know he's a hothead. Is he a coward is the question. And the reason I raise that question is because if he gets indicted on murder charges and he goes to jail or, you know, and just goes to jail initially, not like you're guilty he goes to jail, but like he gets arrested today for whatever, does he, you know... Hey, listen, I'll talk. I'll I'll name names 
if you if you guys can work out a deal for me because I can't go to prison. Could that happen? Yeah. Will it happen? Remains to be seen. If what I think is true, and he was put up to this under the guides of the government or the they, saying if you do this, we're going to take your name out of everything, um, then maybe not. Maybe everything just goes away. Um, it's going to be up to the, the uh, I don't know what county or city or whatever this was in in New Mexico, but it's going to be up to that local DA or prosecutor or whatever to to uh, man up or woman up or whatever and, and, and take this to court. Um, I guess the ultimate question is, whoever that person is, is he or she a Soros-controlled DA like we see all across the country, you know, with crime running rampant all across the country, all these DAs that are letting people walk out on no bail. Are, are these uh, Soros paid attorneys where I say Soros paid are not paid by Soros, but they got elected via him paying for their paying their way, so to speak. But um, it's such a big deal. It's going to be hard for this to go away. So could he be indicted? Yeah. Will he get off? More than likely. The question is, can they scare him enough to not get off that he talks it, it, like I said, it all depends on the prosecutor and the DA and whoever and what that person chooses to do if they want to commit career suicide. But where I'm going with this is, let's assume, let's for sh- for shits and giggles, let's assume Alec Baldwin's um, brought up on murder charges. He's indicted. He goes to jail. He's initially arrested. He goes to jail. And he says, I'll talk. I'll tell you anything you need to know if you can get me out of here. Okay, what do you got? Oh, well, Hillary Clinton this, Bill Clinton that, this person this, this person that. You know, just starts fucking naming names, telling them stories, telling them every damn little thing that they want to know, right? And then all of a sudden, Alec Baldwin can't handle life anymore and he kills himself. Could that happen? I don't know. Let's ask Jeffrey Epstein. All right. (laughs) On to the next story. All right, so last the last show I talked about, we, we discussed uh, how the White House is pissed off, or you know, I don't know if Poopy Pants himself is pissed off. I'm sure he doesn't really know what the fuck's going off, but his handlers are pissed off at the coverage that he's been getting and the support he's been getting from the, uh, from the media to the point where they're actually calling him fake news. You, know, you can't use that. It's Trump. <laughs> But they sent out a memo, and I read this to you guys last on the last show, where they're just wanting better coverage. And that's when I started my little News of the Obvious segment, where it's hard for CNN or CNBC or MSNBC, it's hard for them to come out and lie about this stuff because even the diehard leftist that buys gasoline and goes grocery shopping can't honestly believe that things are better. You can't. Now, if you're a, you know, I, I come to this too, you know, we talked about the polls too, and I, I was throwing out the 40%, how in the hell does 40 people, 40% of the people approve of him? I figured it out. These are people that live in big cities, wherever those big cities are, whether it's Chicago, New York, LA, you know, wherever. I mean, hell, even in Florida, our big cities, Tampa, Jacksonville, Orlando, Miami, most of these cities are democratically ran and, and 
most of the people that live there are, are those people. Fortunately, Florida is spread out enough that those cities don't necessarily control our electoral kind of like they do in California and in New York. But nonetheless, um, <laughs> those people probably don't pay for gas because they don't drive. Um, the key will be coming, you know, we're in winter now, obviously, when those, you know, if you use uh, natural gas or whatever to heat your home, you're going to start seeing it there. When your electric bill starts going up, you're going to start seeing it there. Or better yet, when you start having brownouts or blackouts or whatever they're called, you're going to see it there, right? Anyway, uh, you know, so they've been wanting better coverage. We need we need more positive coverage because they know they're about to get their asses handed to them next year. And it's going to be very hard. I mean, he's already killed more people with COVID than Trump did. And this is with a vaccine. You know, Trump, I don't remember the numbers offhand, but, you know, whatever that was, 200 and whatever thousand people died last year from COVID with no vaccines, no no ivermectin, no hydroxychloroquine, no, uh, no uh, monoclonal antibodies, none of that, right? But this year we're, we've almost doubled that, if I'm not mistaken, maybe, maybe more. But anyway, they obviously got to somebody. So Jim Cramer, he's the host. I don't know if you know who he is. You probably have seen him here or there. But he he's the host of Mad Money on CNBC. So he's the guy that's yelling and he's telling you to buy this stock and sell that stock and buy, buy, buy. And so <laughs> he had this to say right here. All right, first of all, to me, we have the strongest economy perhaps I have ever seen. See that number this morning, that unemployment number? It's the best in years, not best in 69. We have all spotted the endless help wanted signs, the housing and apartment shortages, the tremendous demand for goods and services, a marvel to behold. Oh, people are confident about their jobs. I say fantastic. And the ability to even get better ones if they want to. They're spending more than I've ever seen, but they're doing it with cash, not on credit. They're doing so in a roaring 20s style. All right, so the key there is they're spending money like we've never seen before. You know, the strongest ever, blah, 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 blah. The key there, the, the key that stuck to me was what he said there at the end. They're spending money like the Roaring Twenties. I mean, this part right here. In a Roaring Twenties style. Roaring Twenties style. Okay? Now, I did a show a while back um, about the Great Depression or the new Great Depression, right? And... Even if you don't know a lot about the Great Depression, you know the basics, right? The stock market crashed in 29, and things were bad for most of the 30s, and then, you know, World War II broke out, and everything got better, essentially. That's the Cliff Notes version of the Great Depression. But my question was, what led to that? It's not like we woke up that, whatever it was, October, I don't know the date, that October in 1929, and... The stock market crashed and we were fucked. That didn't, it didn't happen like that, right? It led to that. And if you recall in that episode, I talked about um, in 1918, right? We had a little thing called the Spanish flu. And very similar to COVID, essentially, you know, it was, didn't know what was going on. We made people mask up. We came out with a vaccine, yada, yada, yada. Was that the first try it? at what they're doing now, I don't know. Who's to say? Point being was, 
the economy did the same thing. Obviously, the numbers weren't as great because there wasn't as many people around at that time as there is today, and there wasn't as many. The economy wasn't as big and global as it is now. But nonetheless, my point being is to restart the economy back then, they threw money at at people. They created money. They created jobs. They did they did everything they're doing now. Okay? So what happened was people outbought themselves, if that makes any sense. I don't I don't know if that's how I want to try and say this, but okay, so right now, what are we hearing a lot about? We're hearing about supply chain shortages, product shortages, people trying to get back to work. Okay, the reason we're having supply chain shortages. Okay, say what you want about the shit sitting off the coast and the container ships and not being able to get unloaded. Okay, that's obviously true. I'm not downplaying that. But part of the problem is for damn near a year, and in some cases longer, people weren't working. So in these states where different items are made, people weren't working. So... You ran out of certain things or you ran low on certain things because people weren't making it. So now, as people are getting back to work and this bullshit with Biden sitting there touting the economy, oh, six million people back to work, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's because six million people are out of work. Okay, let's not be fucking stupid about it. I get it. You're trying to pump your own fucking shit and I get it. I get it. But let's be real about the shit. Nonetheless, as these people are back to work and as they're making toilet paper and making cleaners and making radios and making whatever the fuck they're making, they're going to make a lot of it. Okay. So whereas right now you can go into a store and this is my philosophy on why stores are always so bare or low, I should say, is when you go to a store and you're like, Oh, we need, you know, whatever we need ketchup. And we go in there and you're going to buy ketchup and you're like, Oh shit, there's only three bottles of ketchup left. And we really like ketchup. We don't. I don't. We. I don't even know why the fuck I came up with ketchup because I barely go through a bottle of ketchup in a year. But nonetheless, <laughs> I'm just using it as an example. Anyway, oh shit, we really love ketchup, and there's only three bottles left. We better go ahead and buy all three bottles, okay? And then the next day, there's four bottles on the shelf, and someone else comes in that really likes ketchup. Well, then they buy all the ketchup. So my point is, is. These, these stores aren't really out of a lot of things. They might be low on a lot of things until the production catches back up. So what will happen is I'm going to go into a store. I just bought three bottles of ketchup because we really like ketchup. And then two weeks from now, I go into the store, happen to wander down the ketchup aisle, and, you know, let's say I like Heinz ketchup, whatever. Well, today I go in there and it's packed. There's 100 bottles of ketchup on the shelf. Okay, well, cool. Ketchup's back in stock. I don't need to worry about ketchup anymore. That's what happens is now, right now, the, the demand is greater than the supply, right? And what's going to happen and what happened back in the 20s, eventually, the supply outgrew the demand. So then what happened was you had companies, and we'll take Heinz, for example. I'm not picking on Heinz, and God only knows why in the hell ketchup's on my brain, but whatever. We're going to run with ketchup, <laughs> Um, eventually Heinz is like, okay, we got uh, a thousand workers working in the tomato ketchup factory here. Right. And, uh, we're pumping out bottles. We're pumping them out left and right. Well, now all of a sudden 
we're making 100,000 bottles a week of ketchup. And they're going to your grocery stores and your Walmarts and whatever at, at at a pace we can't even keep up with it. Well, eventually... People are going to have to stop. They're going to stop buying ketchup because you're making so much that you know even the greatest ketchup eaters aren't going to eat all that. So that's going to slow down. Well, then once that slows down, we go from making a hundred thousand bottles a week to fifty thousand bottles a week, to twenty thousand bottles a week, to ten thousand bottles a week, to the point where now I don't need these thousand workers. I only need five hundred. Wait, maybe I only need two hundred. You see what I'm saying? Right now, we're so eager to hire people because we're so busy. Because right now, the demand is heavier than the supply. Eventually, sooner or later, I fear sooner than later, they're going to catch up to one another. In the meantime, you have the government raising the debt ceiling, throwing money, printing money, doing all this shit. They're flooding the same thing. Supply and demand. You're supplying way too much money for the demand that's not there. We're chasing goods that aren't there. Eventually, it's going to catch up. Eventually, you're at six, you know, whatever the number is, six million people back to work. You know, by next year, beginning of next year, you'll be at seven, eight million, whatever the numbers are. Eventually, the toilet paper, everything's going to be in stock. You're going to walk into your local grocery store, your Walmart, wherever, and anything you've that you haven't been able to get on a regular basis is going to be there. And I'll give you another example. Potatoes. <laughs> uh, we're making, so, you know, Christmas is around the corner, and my wife's making a couple of um, breakfast casseroles, and one of them re- requires uh, hash browns, frozen hash browns, and then she also wants some biscuits. Well, there's a particular brand of biscuits that she likes. Can't find them. Okay, for whatever reason, I don't know if, if there's a situation there, so she might have to go with something else, but that's nonetheless. My point is the potatoes. Go to your local grocery store and look at the frozen potato section. Tell me what you see. Okay, so I go in there, I leave the gym this morning, I go in there, I say, hey, babe, I'm going to swing by and see if they got the hash browns that we need. Even though it's still a week and a half away, let's go ahead and get them if we can get them. Cool, all right. I go there, I call her, look, there's not a fucking potato one in here. I, you might have to make it with tater tots. No, I'm not making it with tater tots. Okay, right now your choices are two bags of crinkly fries, four bags of tater tots, and I think I see sweet potato fries. <laughs> she goes, well, we can wait. You know, we still have time. So it's a situation where we're literally going to have to go to the grocery store every day to see if they get hash browns in. And that's my point. So I'm having to go, and I'm just one dude trying to get some fucking hash browns, right? I'm sure I'm not the only person in my town trying to get fucking hash browns. And the store I go to, I shop at Publix. And I'll give you some inside baseball. People know me, know where I live. This particular Publix that I shop at is their their crown jewel store. It's right down the street from the fucking home office. If they don't have hash browns, guess what none of the other Publixes have. Okay? Because this is the one store the... The president of the company lives, he goes in there every morning, he lives right down the street from it. So that's the one store they make sure is in stock. If they don't have it, none of the other stores have it. Trust me. Point being is, eventually, 
Orida or whoever, whatever brand we're trying to get, is going to get potatoes. They're going to get back in stock. People aren't going to be buying the shit off the shelf. That's going to happen eventually. And whereas Orida and Heinz and all these different places might be hiring more than what they normally have, like prior to COVID, you might have ran a business off of, uh, you know, a thousand employees. I'm just using a thousand as a number. But right now, to keep up with the demand of your product, you might have 1,500 employees or 2,000 employees, whatever. And you might be working around the clock, you know, like Biden said, I got the dock workers out there working around the clock unloading ships. Okay, maybe he did. I don't know. But it's a situation that if the doc, if, if, if he had anything to do with them working around the clock, and let's say that's true. Let's just say for shits and giggles that's true. Well, now let's say they went from 500 dock workers to 1,000 dock workers so they could have those overnighters, right? Or 750, whatever. Um, eventually, the ships will get unloaded. Eventually, the product will get to where it's going. Eventually, things will get back to normal. And now you don't need those 750 dock workers. You can go back to work on a regular schedule, so you're going to have to lay some people off. Eventually, the ketchup's going to get full, so you might be able to go back down to your 1,000 workers instead of your 2,000 workers. Eventually, the potatoes are going to get full, so you don't have to. You see, you see where I'm going with this? Eventually, it's going to catch up to us like it did in the 20s. Then people stop buying stuff. But now, in the meantime, you have an overabundance of stuff that people aren't buying because they don't need it. And as that happens, the economy gets worse. Money becomes more valuable in the sense that I might not be willing to spend it as much. And I, I, I don't want to go into a whole nother dissertation about the Great Depression and what led up to it. I will say this. The show that I did was back on August 29th. Okay, It was labeled the New Great Depression. And I really delved into what happened in the, in the 20s and 30s and, and put it in comparison to what's going on now. But much like I'm talking about right now, we are on the precipice of this. We are looking down the barrel of the gun of a new Great Depression. And guys, I don't, I don't want to be right about this, but do your history. Look it up. It's there. I'm not making this up. Now, I, I went a little bit overboard on outlandish bullshit with the Ghislaine Maxwell and Alex, um, Alec Baldwin. Baldwin, Okay, that was the conspiracy theory part of the show. This is the fact portion. This is just the fact that hasn't happened yet. Okay? And I want to be wrong, but in the meantime, do things to prepare yourself. Is it going to happen tomorrow? No. We still got to get through this COVID mess. And once everyone figures things out, things will slow down. People will stop buying stuff. And then, then it'll be time to panic. All right. Last segment of the show. Before we get into that, I want to talk about our last sponsor, smoothmyballs.com backslash DTOM. Check them out for 20% off razor and razor accessories. Great company. Uh, I actually used my smooth my balls razor yesterday. That's right. Nice and smooth chest i had to shave my chest because my port and i had to go get scans last night <laughs> you guys thought i was th you dirty all right check them out uh link will be at the bottom of the podcast app that you are listening to this on and let's get to our last story of the day news of the obvious 
with your host, PCGC. All right. So, <laughs> news of the obvious, brought to you in part by Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark Bourbon. Check them out. DTOM approved. All right. So, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but, you know, Facebook finally admitted the truth that fact checkers on their social media platform used to police what we Americans read and watch are just opinions. Did we not fucking know that? I've been fact checked on Facebook so many times. As a matter of fact, I was kicked off of Facebook last year, or I guess the beginning of this year, or was it last year? Anyway, I think it was last year, end of last year. All because of a group I was in on Facebook. I got kicked off. Why? Because it was someone's opinion that that group was some kind of evil group. God forbid we were patriots of the area I lived in. We were patriots, or we are, but, you know, that was the group's name. And we all got kicked off Facebook, a bunch of guys I went to school with. All got kicked off Facebook to the point where I couldn't even make another Facebook. I had, I, fortunately, not that I, I say fortunately, I guess it, fortunately and unfortunately, whatever. The fortunate part about it is I was able to make another Facebook because uh, I needed that to be able to have a show Facebook. But fortunately, when Facebook first came out, my dumbass played these stupid-ass games, Farmville and whatnot, on Facebook. And the more friends you have that are involved in these games, the more free shit you get. So, of course, I made a page for my dog, who's been dead for, I don't know, five, six years now. <laughs> and my, my son was like, hey, didn't you make a... A Facebook page for Oreo? Oh, shit, I did make a Facebook page for Oreo. So I had to try and remember the passwords and whatever, and boom, there it was, changed over. Anyway, um, but it was it was someone's opinion on Facebook and Facebook home office or metaverse or whatever the fuck they're called now that said this is a dangerous group and we must kick all these people. Same reason I get kicked off of Twitter was because I literally had a hashtag in my profile. Literally had a hashtag in my profile. Got me kicked off of Twitter. And it was up until, I don't know, a month, two months ago, whatever it was, I was able to finally get Twitter back. And I think that had more to do with our governor kind of sticking to the the social media people. But nonetheless, that's that's my news of the obvious. They came out and said, it's really not fact. It's it's opinion of said fact checker. So, And then they tried to blame it on... on um, uh, PolitiFact and these different Snopes and whoever else does these fact checkers. I mean, I get fact checked all the time and it'd be some random bullshit. And I literally complained on one of, I can't recall what it was I got fact checked on. Oh, it was a fucking, <laughs> I put, I posted this, I posted this thing. I can't remember exactly how it's worded, but I posted this. Basically it said, I found an article, I found a piece of paper. It's pretty old. It was, and it was referring to the Declaration of Independence, or I'm sorry, not even Declaration of Independence, but it was referring to the Constitution and the Second Amendment. And it was fact-checked as to being, I don't remember what they said, and I was like, fact-check? It's the fucking Constitution. You know? But your opinion is that those are dangerous words. To the point where <laughs> I saw this the other day, uh, EA Sports now they you have uh, I don't play video games uh, you know but you you play the Xboxes or the uh, what's the other one PlayStation and I used to play don't get me wrong I know what EA Sports is I used to play you know the NCAA football and Madden and whatnot but um, evidently nowadays you can play online 
with EA and you have an account and whatever. But they, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, I guess, started up his own little uh, profile. You know, he's gonna he's gonna get on there and play, you know, different EA sports games. So he had to set up a profile and he put his fucking name in there, Kyle Rittenhouse, and he was he was kicked off because his name is was deemed dangerous and and uh, I can't remember all the words they used, but essentially saying because he used his name, his God given birth name, that he that that was a threat and a danger. Now, this coming from a company on a platform, whether you're playing on Xbox or or um, PlayStation, that you can play, what's it, Grand Theft Auto, where you can literally kill people and rape people and rob people and carjack and whatever. Or uh, uh, what's the other one? Oh, shit, the war game. I can't think of what it's called. Where you're, you know, first person shooting, you're killing people or, you know, I, I don't know all the video games. I'm video game stupid but you guys get my point this kid's name it's like he made up it's like it was his twitter handle four doors more whores or whatever it was called i get i get that it was literally his name and that was deemed dangerous and scary and whatever in the meantime i can get on there and play grand theft auto and go out and literally just create havoc and kill people and rape people and do whatever that's the epitome of of uh irony and hypocrisy that we deal with with these people and these uh, quote-unquote fact checkers so with that being said guys if you're on Facebook if you're on Twitter and you get or even I've even been fact checked on on Instagram which Instagram's owned by Facebook so it's the same fucking people but um, if you get fact checked if you get warned don't don't just accept it as as what it is it's a scare tactic it's kind of like biden saying you got to get vaccinated <laughs> it's just a scare tactic just fight the fight stay strong and uh don't let these bullies push us or push uh, push us around all right guys um i'm gonna end the note and the show on this please guys whatever app you're listening to this on if you could share this with your friends if you're listening to this on apple give me a five-star rating but the biggest thing of all is please keep sharing this. And I want to I wanna throw a little shout-out to California. So as you guys know, I am live and broadcast from the free state of Florida, right? We know this. I want to know why in the heck California has triple the downloads that Florida does. Guys, you need to step up your game. Come on. But I appreciate you guys in California spreading the freedom. And letting everybody know about the DTOM train. Also, Ireland. Alright? Thanks, guys, for listening. Keep sharing with your friends. Keep getting this word out there. And even if you got someone that doesn't really know what the hell they're talking about, share it with them. Let them know what's up. I'm just a regular dude. Like I said, I got a full-time job and a part-time podcast. I'm just trying to do this for some fun. And get the word out. So, guys, if you could help me out with that and keep sharing this with your friends... On that note, it is Wednesday, December 15th, 2021. I'm hoping to be back on Friday. Hopefully we have some uh, good, more good stuff to talk about. And I'll talk to you then. See you later.